Okay. Okay. It is. Do you have? I don't. I, I've been. I've been going back and forth on go, how go forth. I we to just start this. Spit it. Okay. I've, I've come up with like three starts to this same cold open. But you said all three is, at the same time. I think my point is numbers matter. Okay, I I am a numbers guy. You know this. I the know world this. should know this. Yeah. There's there's been this thing okay. that has bugged me. Yeah. For. 25 30 years wow um, digging deep here <laughs> so like i'm a words guy so i will not help when you think of all. like percent yeah or cents or yeah. a century hundred. it's all hundreds yeah right yeah centimeters yeah. hundred yeah millimeters yeah millennium thousands, thousands. yeah when i tell you <laughs> that in like second grade how bothered I was when I found out that centipedes and millipedes do not have exactly a hundred thousand legs. <laughs> when I found out that centipedes have like 20 legs, <laughs> I was legit like I felt lied to. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> like this is around the same time that you learn like breakdowns of of like of of naming words and stuff sure like. yeah yeah you're, <clears throat> you're getting your latin roots together we had an early start on it because we were dinosaur kids you got a lot right. of latin Triceratops. roots going on you're right right yeah tyrannosaurus rex king yep. like there, like when something says has pod, it's a foot. Like a cephalopod right. pod is yep. a foot. So when it's dawn, it means tooth. Yeah, yeah. So you get to centipede, right? You think a hundred feet. You would think that. You would. Yeah, that's not the truth. It's just somebody going like, oh, fucking a lot of feet, man. Some lazy ass bug finder. Yeah. Found himself a bug with 20 to 24 legs. And he's like, that's a hundred. <laughs> and then there's and one then, with even more legs. They're like, and then, Fuck yeah, and then he thousand. found one with which is like, oh, this is this is this is I can't even count how many legs this is. It's gotta be like a thousand. So yeah. should we just call it millipede? Sure. No one will notice. I uh, it's it it. It shouldn't bug me this much, but no, like, it really shouldn't. <laughs> it's what it's one of those. I'm enjoying that, that like, it does. I don't get I don't get angry about it. It's like I I I. It's log. It's it's locked away in my brain in the same place that like the complaint about not having Megatron as a gun anymore and him being yeah. a tank because that legitimately makes more sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that complaint of like not my Megatron. Like it's in the same like box of just like things that like make me pause in my mental processes, but not long enough to be like, I'm justified in my actions. No. <laughs> I'm complaining about this. It's, 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 it's the irk that you're even more upset that you have to live with. Yes. It's just it's that little irk. festering wound in the back of your mind that's like... It's so obnoxious. It's so bothered. This like, isn't even uh, worth getting worked up over it, and yet I can't not. let it go. 
Yeah. And I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like there so, has to be so some dumb. being a word now, me being a word guy. I feel like there has to be some like 20 syllable German word that precisely it a, a word that precisely means the thing in the back of your mind that irks you that isn't be. enough that isn't significant enough to to actually be angry about but that you yeah. aren't able to let go that was that was another one of my openings to this entire subject it was just like <laughs> i don't know what the word is yeah but there are things <laughs> that, <laughs> that i can't justifiably complain about <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I just we have every couple months we get a thanks for coming centipede to in the house, yeah, and so I think about it because I'll be like, hey, there's that twenty legged centipede ventipede. <laughs> there's that ventipede over here. Just taunts me. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't sound as good rolling off your tongue. Ventipede. Ventipede. I mean, that's a, that's a great name. I would I would have named it Ventipede. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about the things that, well, until recently, the things that we were hyped about. It seems like <laughs> polysyllabic German words describing various flavors of discontent is now our superpower. I'm it. Steve Storman, joined my, by my best buddy in the world, Will Freeland. We talk Hi. about comic books because we are hyped on them. We are in the middle of blazing through how how far we'd fallen behind in the Krakoa era X-Men so that Will can get on and read other comics without spoiling things for himself. We are, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Dude, back to back with Spider-Man. I was like, you know what? All right. Wait, what's Spider-Man? Comic book TikTok is legitimately angry at Spider-Man. Like, they already didn't like this current run of Spider-Man. Yeah. But... Issue 24 just dropped, I guess, last week. Okay. And they are pissed. Okay. They they dive into Pete and Mary Jane breaking up. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I swiped away. <laughs> <laughs> They're pissed. Okay. So we get we 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 learn the the secret behind the thing that everybody was angry about to begin with. I feel like there's no there's no way to take after this much time and having it have been this big of a revealed secret to to then turn it into something that people won't be pissed about yeah but we shall i see. mean there's like this calm tiktok guy that that talks and is like let's talk about issue yeah. 26 of immortals or whatever and he's like he starts he drops like five cuss words in the first two <laughs> sentences. He's angry. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's oh man. Sorry. But regardless, we we read some we read some X books today. We did. We read X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine. The full the full series of each. It's five issues each. And this is sort of the bridge 
from the Trials of X sort of era into the next era of the Krakoa X-Men that is Destiny of X. Initial thoughts, feelings? So while I did not know what to expect, yeah, I did not get what I was expecting. Yes. <laughs> well, so I, I had low. I, thought... I, I did not have high expectations, and it still didn't manage it. I'm I'm gonna come <laughs> right out. This sucked. <laughs> there, I think there are two takeaways from takeaways. These ten issues. Yeah, and it was there were there were things that I liked that went on. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't all garbage. But I think the, okay. So there have been other. Like, Krakoa era has, by and large, been amazing for X-Men. Lots of yeah. great storytelling. Things that, you know, both of us have really enjoyed, that have stuck with us, that that really pushed the, the franchise forward and characters forward and, and storylines that are interesting and interesting problems that we're, you know, like, legitimately stoked week to week to read about, to catch up on and see what's coming next right it's it's been good there have been a few that were a, a few titles kind of snuck in there that were like yeah we don't i don't really see the point or like i guess they're doing something here but it's kind of whatever you know mm-hmm. it's part of the packs it's part of the part of the books the trades the collection whatever we're in the process of reading all of it so we'll 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 soldier on we'll get through it it's not like actively detracting from anything Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is sort of paired with these are lower stakes books that don't involve sort of like what seems to be the main plot of what's going on on Krakoa. It's kind of a side thing, you know, and so you kind of let some things slide. I feel like this was the first high stakes story on Krakoa that just left me going, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, the premise doesn't make sense. The premise doesn't make sense. Borderline stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where I understand. So, blanket to get into like prepping for this book. There's two main storylines here one yeah. is going through more mctaggart's storyline post inferno yes and the other is wolverine, wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> and the mora story felt rushed and not amazing and made yeah. her to be much more of a secret agent than she's ever Dude. been <laughs> but, but like i understand i understand the, I understand that there are hoops you have to jump through in order to get to where they got her at the end. Right. I don't agree with the hoops. I think there's probably... I don't agree with what, what they, they got did. to her to at the end. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, sure. The yeah. Wolverine stuff doesn't... That, it felt like um, they felt wildly mismatched. Because make a lot of sense. So okay, so the, the I guess Wolverine stuff could yeah okay. We'll 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 save the rest of these impressions for the end. 
maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because because yeah, if we if we really want to talk about our reaction, we have to give people a context of what we're reacting yeah. to. I don't wanna I don't wanna spend I don't wanna go too deep on a lot of the summary here. Like because this is a yeah. very it's a very slow moving book of not a lot of plot. Yeah, it's a lot of scenes. It's a lot of scenes. And you don't and really know cool, why they're know, happening until like yeah. she's in. Yes. So a lot of your job as the reader is sort of reconstructing what's going on in this like larger timey whiny plot, which, you know, whatever. That's that's a that's a technique that's it's not a bad technique necessarily, but it means that a lot of the page count is kind of taken up in reconstructing what the plot was and reiterating things rather than like solely pushing it forward. So rather than kind of like go through this reveal, that reveal, I'd rather just kind of like not, <laughs> or, you know, like just kind of like well, let, go through. Let's let's shotgun through Wolverine's plot and then let's let, then let's focus on Moria's plot. OK, I mean, we can still go issue by issue, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is that. So much of what happens in this book, this is kind of the similar complaint that I had about like the, the 12, where I was like, a lot of things happen. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. This is, I'm getting my things mixed up. This is, this, nothing happened in the 12. This, <laughs> there was a lot of pages dedicated to the 12. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> uh -huh. uh, this was, this was my complaint about Avatar 2. I don't know if you saw it. Oh no, not yet. Okay, it just—it's a movie. Talk about it. Okay, it's just a movie where a lot of things happen, and mm -hmm. they happen in order to set up the next thing that the is happening in the movie. And there's, you know, nominally there's some table stakes for this character, or that character, or but mostly it's just like creating tension through having a tense scene that only mm. exists to set up another tense scene. And this is like the, the final like hour of the movie, right. Of like a three hour movie is just like, it, it's like the Pixar problem where you've got like 15 minutes of, you know, like the most beautiful heart wrenching story that you could possibly imagine. And then an hour and a half of uh, characters chasing each other back and forth. And the whole, like, <laughs> 90% of the movie is just a chase scene to keep the kids uh -huh. entertained. And, and yeah, it's so that's, that's kind of what avatar is, except with fancy water effects and, and um, free Willy minus the soundtrack. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's how I felt about a lot of this. It's like, there's a lot of things that just kind of happen for the sake of happening. And they don't, matter and it's not even what we often talk about in terms of like you know this was our takeaway from marvel or, or the broader meta story of what's coming next or these are things to keep track of in order for the you know <laughs> as in our future reading it's like no they don't happen they don't matter to the story itself the story that right. you're reading right now so many of the events that happen within it do not the story itself does not give a fuck about those things yeah kind of annoying <laughs> <laughs> and that's mostly how i feel about wolverine's plot arc the other the the moira the moira side of things is is more impactful largely yeah yeah so 
<laughs> and and the, the the whole X Lives part just it's 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 a series of excuses to draw Wolverine do, doing cool things in various stages of his life, and you know that's fun, but it's not really it wasn't to me anything more than that. Yeah, but so okay, so <laughs> I feel as who wrote this? Percy. Benjamin Percy, same writer as the Wolverine title and X Force on Krakoa. So what I feel like. What it felt yeah. like is that Percy r- watched the movie Days of Future Past. <laughs> yes. And was like, what if this, but mm-hmm. 10 times? and he was like you know it's really weird for kitty pride to be the one that sends wolverine's consciousness back through his body through time yeah so what if we had two psychics do it instead right yeah cool so yep so because we start the first issue Mm -hmm. with the the birth of charles xavier yeah and somebody and then wolverine shows up or sorry, Logan shows up for yeah. some reason and we're like, what's happening? And then yeah. everyone around Charles's parents start getting red Omega things and then bone tentacles and Wolverine is fighting them. And you're like, oh, it's a really weird timey-wimey Omega Red and Wolverine plot. We're doing Terminator, <laughs> sure. but yeah. Yeah, and then so... I did so one thing I did like is like it had the de- it did have Cassandra Nova and she was yes. de- dead at birth because yeah Cassandra well, Nova Charles killed her in yeah. the womb because yeah. they had psychic consciousness in the womb and Charles was like you can't you can't live and so he like he killed her but whatever it shit's fucking though <laughs> yeah whatever but they just they had Cassandra and that was important so you have we're just going to have more and more scenes of Wolverine saved baby Charles, newborn Charles, and then... Uh, literally before... cut his umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut. And well, then help, not, before help baby. His, not before Not before his mom held baby Charles while still connected and used a shotgun with one hand, yeah. standing... Because birthing two birthing twins, fine. (laughs) And also, her midwife was possessed by Omega Red in the middle of it. So she was, and this was a home birth. So she's fucking no epidural. She's fucking going solo on this shit. She's got no doula, no midwife, no doctor, no nothing. Her husband's out shooting things because they're being possessed by Omega Red, and she is just. Fucking, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just say that. I guess. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. And then, and then Wolverine cuts the umbilical cord, and he says, "It's all right, Chuck. I got you." And before he can even like rest, he gets shunted to another time when he's on Team Black or whatever. T- um, Team X. Team yeah. X. <laughs> With Sabretooth and Maverick, and that's the end of the issue. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 well, in the middle of this, we get kind of an idea of what's going on, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, Xavier approaches Wolverine. He's like, "It's time to do your time mission or whatever." And the, is it in the first issue or is it later where they say, "Like we knew that timeline terrorism was coming, and 
that we would have to be prepared for some sort of thing where we're going to be attacked in the past in order to keep Krakoa from uh, happening. And so this was our contingency. We send Wolverine's consciousness into his body back in the past so that he can act as the agent that protects us. Right. Yeah, that's in like the third issue, I think. <laughs> Jesus. But okay. regardless, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. And And this is Omega Red who we later learned through the meddling of Mikhail Rasputin and, and the Cerebro sword is also able to possess, to go back in time to, but he can possess anybody, anyone, it doesn't anyone have to be throughout past, history, past arcade, but, but, but only he can only possess people for whom that provides the greatest resolvable narrative, narrative tension. <laughs> For the current story, right? He can't. He can't possess anybody, you know, who's threatening. And it's all target. It, it's mostly targeting Xavier and his ancestors. And but he can't possess anyone from before Wolverine was born. Thank you. He was born in the late eighteen hundreds. Just yeah. oh man, <laughs> <laughs> he can't possess anyone. You know, he he possesses. We'll, we'll later see a scene in Japan when Wolverine is in Japan uh, after World War II, and and this this is the time where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go after Wolverine and not Xavier. Fucking Wolverine is in Japan. This is the time He's when in you strike Japan. When it you strike Xavier, time. and there's there's so many of these where you're just like, oh, he <laughs> he he rode three horses from Colorado to New Mexico in order to he rode in order three to get horses there. just in death. time. <laughs> yeah, got there just in time. He managed to get on an airfield and hijack a plane to get there in World War II just in time. It's always the maximum resolvable narrative tension. This is the thing that pisses me off about time, time travel, time travel. Yeah, because like <laughs> the the stories that happen in the past when someone from the present goes to the past, yeah, happens in real time with the current time, right? And <laughs> instead and, of and just like why not everything happening when, when really it should be that Boondock Saints meme, right? Of like you've got one guy who's holding the gun on somebody behind the church pew, and then like a sniper, <laughs> and then like you know, and it, and it just like layers like fucking Russian nesting doll of of assassins mm -hmm. being ready to blow each other away, and it's like that's that's what time travel should be. Is like oh, I went to five minutes before you, you know. Literally, oh, I went yeah. to. Like, there's no reason for time travel stories to make any sense. There's no reason the, for anything happening in the past or the future with a with a current time character not all happening at once in current time. Right, and and I get that. Like, you need to tell a somewhat coherent story. <laughs> sure. And and that this is how time travel just generally works, and you know everybody else has gotten used to it. But yeah, like these but are, the only the person that they do this and, for. Yeah, and, and you're also whenever yeah. Kang loses, he shows up right after, and he's just like, "Well, I guess that didn't work. I'm moving on." Like, yeah, <laughs> right. And so it's just it's such a it. It's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess we just decided that this is how time travel is working for this story. Yeah. For this and time. <laughs> for this particular, yeah. 
and that's that's that just cheapens the whole thing a little bit but you know mm. that's fine that's every time travel story yeah everyone has their own take on time travel but it is it is very silly the way that omega red can possess apparently anybody throughout all of history and is like i'm gonna possess the one where wolverine just has the chance of maybe barely getting here in time (laughs) yeah um kind of it kind of makes me understand a little better if we're if we're to take this at face value it kind of makes me understand a little better how the resolution between mikhail and omega red shakes out at the very end of the story i'm not going to spoil it now but (laughs) anyway okay so second issue (laughs) is there more on one is there i don't know i'm I'm just going to explain what's going on in the plot and then we can do because i don't want to try and piece it back together afterwards um (laughs) there's some convoluted mikhail and cerebro sword shit that i i still i i read this twice I read it once without notes, and then I went back through it with notes. I still don't understand why. You know, it's just like, oh, we don't understand Mikhail's reality warping powers. But he has a Cerebro sword, so he can do this too. Okay. This is grasping at straws. But it was it's heavily implied that yeah. this method for Wolverine requires a Cerebro helmet. So. Right. So, so, so there's a sub program <laughs> within Cerebro. Cerebro. Okay, so that Cerebro allows can for just do this. Yes, and so okay. Mikhail has a Cerebro. What right pisses me they off? They stole the Cerebro sword like 15 issues ago in X Force. Magneto, and, and now we're finally Magneto uses magnetism to yeah. rearrange a Cerebro helmet into a sword for right. some just for funsies. Things. Yeah, but. All of its programming still works. <laughs> All of its memory is still intact. Yeah, you know what happens when I put a magnet up to my fucking hard drive? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the like. It's, I never understood the significance of stealing the Cerebro Sword because it's literally just a hunk of metal at this point. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> it's it still has all of his memory banks. It still can function, but instead of putting it on the person's head, you yeah. impale the person in yeah, order you to gotta make them access them through the fucking chest. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> but that's that's what's Again, going on. I think so much of this makes so much more sense if you just take it all from the logic of well this would look cool to draw right because arcady being like or i mean mikhail being like all right arcady who's arcady is omega red's first yeah. name, real name by the way being like okay okay welcome to the fold you know welcome yeah to, welcome back to uh, russia welcome back to russia welcome home you're going to help me bring in this new russia and yada yada and yeah. then boom stabs him with a sword and you're like oh yeah. that's crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so omega red defects back to russia because he found out that beast put a tracking device in the carbon atoms carbonadium synthesizer which is the kind of like thing that allows him to survive having his carbonadium coils which 
much like our initial idea of Wolverine's claws, not part of his skeleton. Those were implanted metal. And yet everyone that he possesses in the past has bone has tentacles. tentacles. Yeah, has <laughs> right? <those> bone tentacles. Because <laughs> that's not his mutant power. No, he, his mutant power is literally is he just kills the you life, by being close to you. The Yeah, the like life suck. Yeah. <laughs> and the kind of beneath him coils the, he, just lets him life suck from a distance. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. You know, <laughs> you know what? If we accepted it for Wolverine after he got his adamantium ripped out, then sure. <laughs> right? The biggest reveal of of 1994. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it that was a pretty dope reveal of 94, though, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so... And and the whole cardamnanium synthesizer like tracking device thing that Beast was doing, so stupid. And we've got this memo from the five, right? That's like, oh yeah, hey, this oh is my god, three things going on. One, it's evil. Two, it's unnecessary. You can just you know resurrect him in a way where he doesn't need a carbonadium synthesizer at all. That his body just accepts the carbonadium. Three. This is stupid and self-defeating. It's gonna turn go wrong on you. And and Beast just says, Well, you, you summed it up really well in your text to me. <laughs> I read it and and like he's just incredibly dismissive. And he's like, You got you the five serve a specific function, and it's not to think. So how about you just shut the fuck up? And so I yeah. texted Steve and I was just like, Did Beast just Shut up and dribble the five. <laughs> like of all the groups, if short of the quiet council, <laughs> right? How dare you shut up and dribble? <laughs> Anybody. <Yeah. laughs> but oh my gosh, dude. Just ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. This beast. Here's the thing. And this comes up again. So I'll I'll repeat the exact same complaint then. <laughs> I can handle being a beast being kind of a jerk. Right. I can mm. handle him being a difficult man who has to make difficult, like answer decisions. difficult, dis yeah, sure. make difficult decisions. I can almost handle him being just purely villain coded the way he has been. I can't, I okay, I can't handle that, but I accept that sometimes for narrative convenience, this is what you want the way that you want to push a character for a little bit. Sure. I can't handle him being an idiot like this. <laughs> Yeah, like this yeah. is just straight up dumbass shit. <laughs> and he's not, it's, it's like he's reveling in doing despicable things rather I than it's this, it's this word choice that bugs me yeah. in that note. Because, like, if if he was just like, this is for the you know, the future of Krakoa or some random BS, like, right, I can at least get what he's like. He's trying to tell the five to look the other way. But right. his wording, now I have to find it, but like his wording was just so yeah. evil. <laughs> He's like, I tell you what to make and you make it. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like this isn't, I can't, I, I refuse to say this isn't you because right. I'm, I'm, he's, he's, mm, that's, yeah, just one of the 
two complaints that we have about this book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you ready for my other complaint starting in X deaths issue number one? Oh God. Okay. So I think in order to for for the oh, the whole Moira storyline to be mm. palatable or to just track narratively at all. So you need to accept. Okay, so the first thing that we had to accept from House of X Powers of Ten is that Moira, who we knew as this Scottish scientist human who was a Nobel Prize winning, you know, genetic researcher who made terrible coffee and was a frequent ally of the X-Men, that she was secretly a mutant this whole time, that she had been conspiring with Xavier all along about how to create the perfect mutant nation and that she had faked her own death it, because she had seen, you know, countless futures, tens of thousands of years in advance. And this was her foolproof plan based on experience for how to finally create the one in which they aren't destroyed by the phalanx and human by extension, or... all life yeah, destroyed by the phalanx. Cool. So that's the first thing, you know, that's the first layer. And then, and, and then you have to accept that Moira was a, was actually a mutant curist that she didn't believe in the mutant cause whatsoever, that all along she believed in the mutant cure as revealed in Inferno. Okay. We later get a memo that it's this is all kind of revealed to be in response to her fear of her own death, which is in which case, like, why would she be searching for mutant cure? Because her power is literally resurrection. But okay. Third, you have to believe that she becomes a sanctioned target for assassination by the entire council, that she goes immediately from, you know, like, oh, you were a founding member of this utopian nation, but secretly you wanted to destroy the whole thing and all of us, or not even destroy, just cure, just end the concept of mutants in, a, you know, as she put it in Inferno, like it would happen while you're a child, you wouldn't ever know, like there, nobody would be losing anything. It's just a matter of like evening things out a little bit, right? So you have to, even though that all happened off panel and there's, she spent no time in a story between House of X and Inferno for us to see a transition or see that the thing that we had already been retconned into <laughs> believing is actually wrong, but it also contradicts the thing that we thought she was before the retcon, right? Mm. And then after that, you know, after she's, the council says, no, we're going to kill you. This embitters her to the point where she becomes a full-on mutant exterminationist. She And she believes in destroying all mutants. There's a certain point, each of these deviations, I mean, eventually you just break the character. Mm -hmm. Eventually you just get to a certain point where you're like, one of, one of these things was cool. You know, like, it, 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 I enjoy being like, I thought I knew this character and it goes deeper. That's fun. Yeah. But to do successive versions of this that are revealed to have been that way the whole time, 
but we never see evidence that way. It's just told to us. It just breaks the character. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to think Moira is right now. It's certainly not by the end of this. But through the entirety of this, this story, too, I was just like, how the hell did we get here? And why? And like, let alone all of her, like, secret agent powers and and crazy badass shit that she pulls off throughout the course of x deaths which is plenty (laughs) (laughs) and you know you can you can kind of explain that away with like oh she's lived for thousands of years she's had some pretty insane significant lives and various histories and done some crazy things like she picked up whatever along the way and she's very self-motivated to do the thing that she feels is necessary and and able to take that to you know extreme measures or whatever fine but who at this point who the fuck is this character and what her are her motivations i had like it just it's just been strained to the point where i had it, it just beyond breaking for me you've checked out yeah i've checked out yeah. Yeah. I, uh... So what you're going And it's not even here... it's not even it's not even in like trying to be protective of the Moira that I knew, right? I'm not right. trying to no, hold yeah. on to this like the 80s 90s Moira. This is just from the pure storytelling, purely from Krakoa era, from the story mm-hmm. that they're telling now. I I don't understand this character that you're building and who you're trying to tell me it is. Right. She's been on panel in three story in three books, all yeah. of which are crossover X crossover events, and all of which are very different Mora. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there's nothing for me to add. I absolutely agree. That is incredibly weird. But yeah, so you have Moira on the run with a phalanx arm that Doug gave her because they cut off her, her arm yeah. earlier because she had a tracking device implanted. Because <laughs> But sure. she had a tracking um, device implanted in her actual arm. Right. And she and and Mystique and Destiny cut that off. And then yeah. Doug was like, I'm giving you a chance to get out of here. You should probably yeah. have two arms have some yeah. have some warlock <laughs> which obviously that's going to be able to be tracked yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know why the council would track it this seems to be something that doug was doing on his own right but like when there the, is when there's technic organic like, sure self but why would they know about it i feel like only at least for here, it's just a mystique destiny thing. Yeah. So not it's so not necessarily. Not, I, a I guess they're thing. not. It's a, I would say they're probably not tracking her. And just destiny knows where she is because she sees the future. Mm, mm. Oh. Anyway, so, spoiler: so she ends up cutting that arm off anyway, and I don't fucking yeah. know why. She's just, she's uh, paranoid. <laughs> it it becomes <laughs> even guess. crazier when you consider what her motivations are right now and what she ends up replacing it with. <laughs> yeah. But then also we find out that somehow they just gave her like terminal stage four cancer. Yes. Yeah. She has stage four lung cancer. She's coughing her lungs up in every single scene she's in. 
for the entire miniseries. And it's it's plant cancer, basically. It's got all of the Krakoa and Floronics on it. So mm-hmm. something about the no place infected her. And now that she's on the run, she doesn't have access to Krakoan medicine. Yes. Yeah. It's just odd. It is very odd. <laughs> and so but we do get a so Jane Foster cameo out of it. Yeah, we get a Jane Foster cameo because of all the doctors to go and get a secret diagnosis from why not someone who works in a morgue and so jane foster checks her out and she's like yeah you <laughs> i've had stage four cancer i know what's up yeah, i'm not a survivor exactly. but <laughs> um <laughs> been through that if you need anything let me know and then you know yeah. the stake shows up which prompts a fight with valkyrie um yeah but while that's all happening, there's this giant cocoon that shows up on Krakoa. Yeah. And Black Tom is like, something's wrong with the veg. And he goes and checks it out. <laughs> and he's like, what's up with this giant cocoon, Krakoa? <laughs> and then something comes out and it goes snicked and it kills Tom. Yeah. Poor Tom. <laughs> Poor Tom. He didn't deserve all this. No. And you're like, well, that's weird. And then Moira gets facially recognized by the X desk, and now they're trying to chase her down. Yeah. So um, now she has, and, so, and, and yeah. So she, <clears throat> so she perfectly cuts her hair and dyes just her hair blonde, because that's how you get out of facial recognition. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, whatever. What else randomly happens in into nothing? She's just on, she's on the run. Um, yeah, and then and we so, see what the snicked thing was, and it's like a, it's like a Tron phalanxed out Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine with all sorts of phalanxy gr- glowing yellow lines all over him. So we've got Phalanx Vereen and the CIA who are going after Moira and Mystique and Mystique, <laughs> and she is going. Or she she runs into like a mall display or something where with a hologram of this guy Arnab Chakladar, who is the CEO of a tech company called Epiphany, and he is working on some brain upload shit. I um, spent like three minutes tops trying to figure out if that was an acronym for something or like a was um, <laughs> when we rearrange the letters. Anagram. Anagram. I was yeah. like, who is it? Who is who is this guy? <laughs> right. New character. It's got because it's gotta be an anagram for somebody in disguise. Like, why should ha- I care about him? It has to be a new character because this has to be presented as new technology, right? Mm-hmm. The this brain upload shit. Even though I'm sure Tony Stark has done this before. It's I'm fucking literally what he did. <laughs> yeah. When even he though, his body to a computer. <laughs> Even though Arnim Zola has been fucking wilding out like this for goddamn decades. Fucking, it's literally fucking vision is based off of Simon Williams's brainwave. Jocasta is is designed after Janet's brainwave pattern. Like they've done this. They've done this. A lot of people have done. Nope. Nope. It has to be new technology. They, They don't check notes. No, I don't compare notes. So many things. X lives anyway. number two. <laughs> yeah, Anything else? I think, yeah. 
Okay. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> I think this is X Lives with more time travel Wolverine. And he goes to 1900. Um, yep. And we have Captain Xavier, who is, I guess, Charles's dad, but at a time mm, grandfather, period, I think. Grandfather, Maybe. sure. But yeah. in the time period where Wolverine is still actually alive and can help. So yeah. important. And, <laughs> and Omega Red. And by Captain, you mean C, Captain, you mean C Captain. Captain. Like he has a yes. boat. Not like He's, Captain America type. No. Not Captain Xavier. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Captain. comics. I have, to, I have to specify. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, see <laughs> Captain Xavier has a boat and they're stuck in Canada in some ice. And mutinous intent is starting to brew. And then that's yeah. when Omega Red starts taking over the crew. And the crew gets dealt with one by one. And then Wolverine shows up. And then Omega's like, I can't take over Xavier and I can't take over Wolverine yet. So let's take over a whale. And so he basically (laughs) Moby Dicks himself um, to the point where even from the cheeks of the whale, he can shoot out his bone tentacles. The fucking Omega Whale. Oh my god. Oh lord. Just it what is this book? And and then yeah. it hops around to other time times when he's like he takes over yeah. Itsu because he's like, hey, he t- it's Japan. Let me try to deal with Logan instead of deal he, with Xavier. He possesses Itsu while on the Itsu day and Wolverine that are Dokken, having sex. No, yeah. fuck. Like <laughs> They are the in day the that process Duncan, of the day conceiving that Duncan gets Conceived. That's when Omega's like, let's take over your love. There is something <laughs> very deeply psychosexual about this for Omega Red. Like, yeah. Man, I can't believe they brought in Romulus. They had to because of the time. They had like, to. I thought we best, were going best to get Romulus ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, he must. Just so many. There's so, oh my gosh, there's so many references from X Lives that I thought we were just all collectively going to let go of. <laughs> I have to say, if you if you had to do Romulus at all, you may as well do it like this, where they kind of retcon into like, I guess Romulus didn't really matter after all. Like this was a, <laughs> this was a, yeah. a turning point where you know Wolverine has to either fight Romulus or save Xavier and blah 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 blah. And at this point, Romulus did this, and it's like, well, I guess because he didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and, and there's, there's like a bunch of stuff, and that's it. yeah, and there's a bunch of like notes about like, oh my god, paradoxes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, the that little like memo between between yeah. Jean and Xavier and Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, like what do we do about time paradox? Like, it's an interesting Fuck. conversation. But except like, that this is in every this, book. Th- this is every single time travel book. Ever. You're not doing anything interesting by being like, oh my god, what about paradoxes? Like, if you're gonna yeah. accept that, yeah, right. It is like it's it's. I liked the thought process but i also feel like 
even Gene goes into basically the butterfly effect. Yeah. And like, so like the writers conceptually get it, but well, nobody, that's the thing. <laughs> nobody Every... thought to send our Omega Red back to before James was born. <laughs> this was, this was like every memo in this whole series is like the writers being like, Hey, we found a potential plot hole. Let's <laughs> just have a memo saying, Oh no, it doesn't work that we way. Talk about we're it. like, uh, uh, no, don't it's, but, but it's not that or like, you know, like the, the thing with the, the five and, and, and uh, Omega red, right. it's like, <laughs> you know, isn't this a big plot hole? No, shut the fuck up. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> yeah. And 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 exa- like Jean's is like so. Hey, butterfly effect. And Charles is like, oh, you know what? You bring up a good point. Let's uh, make sure you mind wipe anybody within a certain radius. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all of these these ten timelines <laughs> that just that massive amnesia events. Yeah. Don't remember. <laughs> so they have technically all existed and happened. It's just nobody remembers that they did. Right. Except for Wolverine, apparently, because he apparently. has to watch. There, so I, I will say the one sort of time travel-y thing that is interesting and kind of unique to this, and that makes this a Wolverine story in particular, rather than just kind of a generic time travel story, is the particular mm-hmm. effects that it's having on him. And the fact that he, you know, is so traumatized by his past that he is, you know, and and he has to it's so much of Wolverine's sort of like character is about, you know, he can heal from anything, but the wounds in his soul. Right. And having him go through all of these previous lives, essentially these previous times in his life and reliving that emotional pain that happened in each of those, these successive time periods is a real, like, gets to the core concept of like who Wolverine is and makes this into a pretty decent Wolverine story. And, you know, th- there's an ongoing thing about like how exhausted he is, how tired he is. Uh, and that's, that's like some prime Wolverine material right now. So that, that part did work for me. So yeah, they, they, they go back to the Columbia team X timeline he leaves the mission to save Xavier, but he also has to stop the rest of Team X from massacring an entire village. The idea that the point is to make them fear America more than they fear uh, the cartel. And and he kind of does the superhero thing of like, I don't know if you saw Nando's recent video about why uh, so many so much superhero media is set on trains. Yeah. Yeah. But about solving <laughs> solving the trolley problem, right? Yeah, I just watched it last mm-hmm, night too. Mm-hmm. I think it just came out last night. But <laughs> we're subscribed. We're subscribed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but he's doing that thing, right? Like I'm going to solve the trolley problem here, and it's specifically because of a line he delivers later, which is pretty good. That like I might be better for uh, like surviving my past. And all the things that endured might have been good for me, but I can't say the same for the world. And so I'm going to do what I can to actually like make things right for the other people that were harmed by my past and my actions. And that, that is different from other time travel storylines. So whenever it did that, I was like, cool, that's awesome. Good for you. 
Yeah. Will we? Do you have uh, anything else on X Lives issue two, or should we move along? No, I've mentally moved on. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so X deaths. We get a little memo. We learn that Phalanx Vereen shows up as actual Wolverine on every one of Cerebro and Krakoa's scans, but has been identifying itself personally, psychically as a Phalanx. Moira checks into a hotel with a, well, robs a convenience store, checks into a it's motel. A yeah, gets a burner phone and a bunch of iodine and then cuts off her her warlock arm and cauterizes it with an iron and, and drinks a handle of whiskey and just all of this, like, you know, really hardcore shit. So she is just, like, as hardcore as can possibly be. Yeah, it's not even a serrated knife. No. <laughs> How does she... I guess the there's amount? no bone there left because it's just... <sighs> But it's all bloody, so what... I don't know. I don't know know what she's cut (laughs) And Forge takes a core sample of the tree that the Phalanx Vereen emerged from, and it's thousands of years... It's it's clearly Krakoan, but it's thousands of years older than Krakoa. Don, don, don. Right. That's odd. And that's two two different time, multi-thousand year things. That that we've had in two... Yeah, that we've had in two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And we we find out very quickly why that is, but I'll I'll save it for next issue. I don't have anything else on this issue. That's all that Um, I've got. Well, Mystique gets killed. Yeah, but I mean... She, uh, she gets resurrected in, in another issue. So she'll she'll be resurrected, but like yeah, Moira is just yeah. Uh, she's so Moira she put, she put a, her phalanx arm in in the room. What's her mystique finds it, and then a bomb goes off, and yep, we get conf- confirmation of the kill because phalanx Vereen shows up, walks right. into the fire. And sees a skull with Mystique's little skull on the forehead. Little skull. <laughs> Do you think that skull also has a little skull? Yeah, it's just too small for us. It to absolutely see. does. It's skull seven. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're like, okay, so she definitely died, and then because who else has a skull on their skull? Um, and and Phalanx Vereen walks away. And then takes a cop car and goes away. And blonde Moira has a sniper rifle with a scope and she's watching from afar. Yep. Because that's who she is now. I mean, she was doing shit like this in one of her House of X lives, right? Like, or several, I suppose. She, yeah, she was, she did the shield route. Yeah. um, Yeah. On one of her lives. Yeah. She's done shield. She's done apocalypse. She's done. Asteroid Magneto. She's yeah. done X-Men. And then there was the far, far future with the Phalanx. Far, far future with Phalanx. Which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And then, so what is this? X-Deaths number three? Yeah. Um, you get you get original Wolverine. No, sorry. X, like, X-Lives X Lives 3. X-Lives 3, sorry. Wolverine in World War One. You get Wild West Wolverine, you've got yeah, and these are just single cameo things, single panel cameos. We we, yeah, we were because... promised <laughs> we promised ten lives. 
They really They're only like, had fuck. room for eight. <laughs> we only we only have we only have five issues. We have to actually tell a story. How are we going to show all ten? Uh, okay, well let's just show that they happened and move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you get more of the Omega Moby Omobi Dick. Yeah, um, we're we're kind of just continuing the plot lines that we've already established here. Yeah. This is this is the issue where uh, Mikhail sta- uh, impales Omega Red. Yeah, so we're seeing. Doing this. Ag- yeah, again, it's kind of like this is the part where we're piecing together the plot as we go through it, and then in in the Columbia plot, Omega just possesses Wolverine. Apparently, he can do that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> And of course, that's the time that he tries possessing Wolverine when there's a saber tooth. <laughs> that's like, nah, I'm not letting you do this. You you went rogue. Time to take you right. out. <laughs> cool guys. Yeah. Um, I don't have yeah. anything else and, for and next live story. And 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 for whatever reason, yeah, paralyzed Charles Xavier is in Colombia doing like a peacekeeping humanitarian trip. Mission. Yeah, thing. Yeah. So anyway, cool. that happened. Yeah, just again, uh, my- all of the times when Wolverine happens to be nearby and ready to, you know, intervene, if that's he, when Omega he, Red makes his. If he had done this tomorrow, <laughs> they would have been on opposite <laughs> sides of the world. <laughs> but whatever. X devs brings in the rest of the Wolverines. Yes. Basically, basically, Logan's kids. <laughs> yeah. Dakin, Xavier charges Gabby, Laura with hunting down Laura. the Phalanx Vereen. Gabby Dakin join in. And the Phalanx Vereen, Moira, CIA, and the Snicked family all converge at the same time on this guy, uh, Chocolatar's product launch in, in <laughs> Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, Moira gets the jump by pitting the others against each other and then takes hostage slash tells him the future slash becomes buddy bros with Chocladar. Um, off screen. Because, off screen. Because we don't need a breakdown from Moira of all of her lives. So, no. <laughs> just, but whatever she told him totally works for him. He's like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And, well, keep a pin in this because this seems to be a defining character trait of Chocolatar. <laughs> like, not only not did you have to, you had to introduce, you know, this new character. One, because he had, he, uh, because you had to make this as, as the new technology rather than, you know, whatever. But you also had to, introduce this as a new character so that, because Tony Stark and Arnim Zola wouldn't just be like, yeah, all right, let's go make yeah. some science. Yeah. 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 And fucking, so let's also keep in mind that one of the primary motivating factors here for Moira is the fact that she got shot by Forge's demutanting mutanting gun. Right. And so she's currently human coded for lack of a right. better <laughs> Which means she can no longer be resurrected if she dies from this cancer that's ravaging her body. And so the thing that she and Chocolatar go to do is basically create the phalanx, right? Like, 
he's got this That's... brain machine uploads to upload stuff and and she's like well i don't know am i wrong like phalanx has a different origin clearly yeah but you, you know, know you know i guess it is kind of phalanxy there's one frame at the end of this issue that doesn't make sense and it totally leans into the whole phalanxy thing but yeah. like there's like that yellow glowing circuitry yeah it's basically let's turn moira into a robot let's do this brain machine upload thing yeah and build a robot body for moira starting with a robot arm which again if you're trying to make phalanx and the 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 technarch which is warlock species is basically the precursor to the phalanx they're basically phalanx so you just cut off your phalanx arm to find somebody to help you make yourself a new phalanx arm this one doesn't have a tracking device in it <laughs> the last one didn't either i really think that's how that's how mystique was tracking her it, it, i i think that that is how mystique was pre- tracking her the tracking device i'm I, this is just like this this it contradicts inferno like this is not you know her mm. regular arm had to, like you're doing the same thing over again you're doing you're the like same, uh-huh, yeah, that also has tracking. a tracking device absolutely yeah. and it's and dumb. it's like and 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 it it contradicts why she got was given that arm in the first place was to go have a new life and, yeah be, i agree be separate i fully from agree all this mutant shit i fully agree because but also like this is the this is way bigger problem but like this is my problem with star wars of just like if okay if 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 i knew that you were on earth steven storm yeah yeah and i go to earth Right. The chances are not high that I'm going to find you. <laughs> okay. So, so that's that's my problem with Star Wars, especially episode nine, because they went to like 15 different planets chasing each other, but whatever. Uh-huh. But then, so you have just, just, just New York. Right. There, there are so many and a half million people here. It doesn't yeah. make sense that Mystique is able to just follow her without an actual line of sight yes that's not her mutant ability she didn't bring caliban with her like she's yeah no there's no there's no there's no reason why mistake should be able to just trail moira who does not have a pattern to follow totally (laughs) unless she has a tracking device so that's And because and yeah, she left the only the way the plot works is yeah, and she left the arm behind. The only way the yeah. plot works is if there is a tracking device in the arm. I get it. I'm but just I agree. Saying, it doesn't. That's make not. Sense. It's it's stupid. It's yeah. tracking device for tracking device, and and that's not what Doug would have done. <laughs> no, it's not what he but was also, trying to do. It's not. It, yeah. <laughs> Even if we were both in Montecito. <laughs> there's no way i'm tracking you through a tiny yeah. bow high like any <laughs> tiny ass market-sized town one person's not gonna find another let alone a, a yeah. new york let alone a planet star wars what, what, whatever whatever just yeah so this is where i'm i'm saying we've they're really starting so to much. feel i know <laughs> 
This is where I'm saying they're really starting to feel feel the uh, the absence of Hickman. It's like the mm-hmm. I don't know if they just like lost his notes or or if he didn't <laughs> you know leave behind detailed like hey this is what happens next because there clearly seemed to be a plan and that plan has been thrown to the wind. Mm-hmm. And just in yeah. regards to Moira, just in regards to Moira. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so they're making they're making a vision bot for Moira mm-hmm. to upload herself into. Yeah, I'll be really curious to find out what the argument is for what's the difference between this Chakladar bot versus every other bot that we've gotten <laughs> in Marvel, and like a difference between say like. Omega Sentinel, where it's like you are a human who's had their body replaced by technology and this. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a big fight between Phalanx Vereen and the Snicked family, and they both draw down because they find out it's actually really Wolverine. And Phalanx Vereen, just the first thing he says to them is, I know how each of you dies. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you too. Um, and then it ends. Yeah. yeah. The preserve year 1000. The f- Wolverine is the last surviving mutant. Yeah, so t- this is like tens of thousands of years in the future, right? Or it a thousand year years 1000. Well, a millennium okay. from now. A millennium to preserve. Now. Okay, year one thousand. Okay, so one thousand year one thousand of the preserve the time of the of the right now. yeah, and it's this. So are it's we a role switch? Yeah, from from life nine of Moira, from powers of ten. So are we led to believe this? This part I didn't quite understand. Is this supposed to be? Earth 616's future? This is supposed to be the current life of Moira's future? Or is this supposed to be life nine of Moira and Mm. we're told it through a different perspective now? Because, like, this is mirrored. Like, the death here is mirrored with the role switched. So I feel like... So so tell, tell tell the people what happened in life nine of Moira and tell them what's happening here. Well, so in Life 9 of Moira, Moira is on this preserve, and yeah. but she's with Wolverine. And yeah. then and they are the they last finally, surviving mutants. They're the last mutants. And then they find out the secret behind the phalanx, I guess. Yeah. Because in, in that lifeline, the phalanx, the machines won. And yep. they finally figured out like what the what the catalyst was and so wolverine has to impale moira to kill her so she can reset and prevent this timeline from happening yep so and then in this you have a phalanx moira with a gun arm like a like samus (laughs) um (laughs) gutting wolverine as the last mutant but also phalanxing him but also, well, yeah, and then we find out that that Wolverine becomes the Phalanx Wolverine who gets right. sent to the now. So what I guess the impression I'm under is this is Moira 10. This is what the what the current path as of this issue is for the future of 616. 
Mm-hmm. And so past, so Phalanx for Reen goes back to the current 616 to prevent this current path of 616. Okay. Okay. So we're doing a double. <laughs> we're doing actually 11 Days of Future Pasts. Yes. We're doing we're doing okay. Days of Future Past now and Days of Future Past future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> days of Past Future. And they yep. actually do say that, I think. They do uh, say that in the, like the last yeah. issue and I yeah. I the, I have Asian I kind eyes of chuckled. I'm sorry. <laughs> my eye, my like the opening for my eyes is not big enough for the amount of eye roll that oh I God. tried to do when I read <laughs> Days of Future Now Pass or whatever the fuck it said. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Future Wolverine becomes Phalanx Wolverine and gets somehow gets into the past to the now we'll find meets it. up with this we'll, we'll have the reveal about that in the next yeah. issue of how he to try to take out current moira before she becomes ai moira mm-hmm. right <sighs> so chapter seven which is x x lives four yep it's it, this is during the the Weapon X experiments where yes. uh, Wolverine is getting his adamantium, and apparently he is infected with venom. <laughs> yeah, and so this is <laughs> this is their this is how they how they made it work. This is the missing link. This little minor plot line is the missing link from the fact that he was a Venom host, a, a symbiote host back in the day, back in Vietnam, <laughs> to the now where he doesn't have a codex and shouldn't be shaking. a symbiote host. I'm shaking my head. It, it was, it's one issue and it's referenced here as uh, Ven, Web of Venom, Venom, V-E, V-E apostrophe, in reference to Vietnam when Wolverine was on a special force where Nick Fury Sr. was experimenting with a symbiote goo that they found and trying to use it as a weapon. So the dumbest it shit. Work. It's just you, it, was, it was it was one issue, and it was a flashback. It was entirely a side it, story for absolute carnage. <laughs> and as far as I can tell, entirely driven by the potential of a pun, right? For venom in Vietnam, <laughs> pretty much. Basically, it they wanted to show how Wolverine could have possibly had a codex and why they wanted to use him in absolute carnage because in absolute carnage carnage is going around because he's a popular character bum done sure but he, sell, he sells you comic get, books you only get a, your, you want you only get a symbiote codex by being a host of a symbiote okay and it's in your spine and so every other symbiote host usually has some sort of remnants in their blood and so yeah you see here cornelius <laughs> getting ready to give Wolverine his adamantium. And he's like, oh, there's some contaminants. I'm going to get rid of those. And those, and the contaminants are the symbiote, like leftovers, which is And he's possessed by uh, Omega Red during this. (laughs) Right before he's actually going to extract the symbiote. Yeah. And so 
this becomes a fight between Omega Cornelius and a re-symbioted Wolverine. Venom Verine. Wolver Venom? Uh, it's not the it's so it's not the Venom symbiote. It's not the Venom symbiote. It's an okay. it's a nameless symbiote that okay. has the like null spiral. Yeah. Actually, I don't think it's the Venom symbiote. I don't remember. I, I, I had to look up there. to make I sure. Just don't want to. Okay. I I don't care. I thought this was <laughs> monumentally dumb. I was. <laughs> I had to look up to make sure Benjamin Percy didn't write the uh, this. Uh, Web of Venom. Web of, Web of Venom. He didn't. It was Donny Cates. Yeah. It just seemed okay. like a, why would you remember this if you didn't write it yourself? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It, it's stupid. It's real stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this issue goes through that fight slash. Team X's fight of Omega Vereen versus Sabretooth and, yeah. and 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 Canadian Impulse Pilot Wolverine versus three <laughs> kamikaze Japanese Omega bombers. One of whom is Lady Deathstrike's dad, which was yeah. her becomes her like a reason for wanting to kill him. She didn't allow his dad to die with honor. Or he didn't allow her dad to die with honor. Yeah. As a kamikaze um, pilot, and also something something stole the nuclear uh, the uh, adamantium bonding secrets. Anyway, she's a mess. Yeah. So, like the Cornelius timeline talks about how yeah, the symbiotes couldn't be used as weapons, and so they tried to. So we the, just gave them adamantium instead. So we gave them adamantium. Like, that's your instead. backup plan. <laughs> Yeah. That's a hell of a retcon of the entire Weapon X program. I know. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's one issue if you ever want to read nope. <laughs> that ridiculous crossover no. book. No, I really don't. And once again, Wolverine travels, you know, goes ridiculous lengths to get to the exact right place in time to down the, the kamikaze fighters that are going to sink the warship that Chuck's dad is on in World War II. They, they keep talking about exhaustion and how tired Wolverine is. And I like that. That's a good, that's a good sort of recurring character trait for Wolverine. I like, <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I'm going out of my way to talk about stuff that I like here when it, when it happens to come up. And then Omega Red possesses Wolverine in the present day. Possesses on Wolverine. Yep. With Xavier just hovering over him and stabs him. And we already know that assassinating Xavier in the present day doesn't work. <laughs> it's happened. It's been done. Yeah. yeah. But not by Mikhail. Mm, Things are right. different when you're a reality warper. Right. Anyway. X-Devs anyway. 4. Yo, yeah. X-Devs 4 and 5. Moira goes ham <laughs> yeah yeah shit gets crazy as if her you know sniper with the sniper rifle and the in, improvised bomb and cutting off her own arm weren't hardcore enough let's keep it going yeah oh, okay so 
X for or X, they're all X. Devs for is called Devs of Future Past, which is obnoxious. But anyway, <laughs> um, in the near future, Forge Forge makes a Kirkoan gate seed that goes through time. Yeah, um, just does that. And only do makes that. one. Yeah, only makes and only, one, and he and, hides it behind Wolverine's eye. He plucks out Wolverine's eye and shoves it into the eye socket. He's like, "Yeah, grow around it. It's fine." Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> keep it safe. Like, <laughs> right? He quotes Gandalf here. It's so stupid. Anyway, and then it pans out and. Nimrod and the Sentinels are just trashing Krakoa. And it's like, oh, that sucks. And then you have a scene with back in the future future with Samus Aran, Phalanx, Moira finishing off the kill on yeah. on going to be Phalanx Vereen. And turns out this is the this is the Vereen that had the time seed in his eye. So he pops his own eye and then grows the seed. Mm-hmm. So that it can send him back in time, and that's the cocoon that we found in the past. Yeah. Can I can I say one thing? So he's going back to like stop Moira, right? Mm. <laughs> Why does he go back to this present moment? One, two. He doesn't stop Moira. She is being stopped pretty handily. I mean, I mean, I, maybe not. We'll get to it. But it's just like, it, there's no like, they don't do anything with that information. It's like, oh, Moira is the traitor. We have to stop. I don't know. It all seems very silly. Agreed. And um, and and they all they all know. They all already know that Moira is the traitor. She's already enemy of the state on Krakoa. It's not like they need somebody. It, 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 this is presented as this like big knowledge, like, oh my God, Moira was the traitor all along. She joined the phalanx and she was the reason that this whole timeline went to shit. I got to go back and tell everybody. And by this point, everybody on Krakoa is like, Moira is public enemy number one. We have sanctioned her assassination. Like, I don't know. Send any capable mutant. <laughs> To take her out, she's and and take uh, her out maybe like six weeks before that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not how time yeah. travel works when it's not how you want it to work. So yeah, so the Snicked family tracks down and finds Chocladar. Moira's gone, and he's and they're like, "Listen, this thing that you're working on is going to destroy the world." And he's like, "Okay, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. I see. I see you, Tron Vereen. Yeah, that checks it's out. My bad. Fucking God. Yeah, Tony Stark wouldn't have done that shit. Tony Stark wouldn't have rolled over. Arnim Zola wouldn't have rolled over like this twice. For mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two people being like, "Hey, I'm from the future. You have to do this thing." Okay. I just. Oh man. Yeah, and then he gets a quick little impulse lobotomy. Yep. And they destroy Which, the lab so so that this tech cannot be replicated. Problem mm-hmm. supposedly solved. Okay. So the next page, two pages. Fucking, oh my God. Can I go off? On, I know I've been talking a lot of shit, but. I'll, well, I'll just premise it 
and then I'll let you go off. Yeah. <laughs> so the next page is a transcript because they didn't want us to see this because that would take too many pages. Transcript yeah. of Moira meeting up with Banshee. Just being like, listen, I need you to uh, take me back to Kokoa like right now. Are you gonna are you gonna do that? And then the next page is a Krakoan gate and a faraway shot of Banshee walking through the gate with a internal monologue by Moira. And then half yeah. a page later, you see like it's like blank eyes of Banshee. And then the next cell is is Moira removing the skin costume. She's wearing of she's her ex fiance like a hat like they were in a relationship for basically all of the 80s and 90s off and they haven't had any confrontation they haven't met at all since she was revealed to be alive and all this stuff and so the only so you have no narrative tension or you know any any of the possibilities of having them meet up again you know because that's part of like you know, you bring a character back who's presumed dead, and then they meet all the people who they were close to or or connected to, and that's you know part of like the the range of stories that you're able to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> they text a couple times, and then she meets up with him off panel, kills him, and wears him as a hat. Just skins him and wears him straight, straight like. The only other time I've ever Buffalo seen this Bill, is Joker Silence of the this. Lamb shit. Oh yeah, and Silence of the Lamb. Joker and Silence of the Lambs are are the only times. Sorry, Hannibal Lecter and Joker are the only characters yeah. I've ever seen do something like this. And it's it's what, that's who what, Moira is now. And and not right. only that, again, she's doing this to her ex fiance, somebody who she spent, you know. For for our, for her perspective, years for you know our perspective as readers, decades in a relationship <laughs> with, and the fact that it says, "I'm sure Banshee would have eventually come around, but time isn't on my side, so I forced him to help. My life is no longer disposable, but theirs are." As she just leaves yeah. his skin on the ground and walks away, dude. What the fuck? And says, "Thanks for the help, old friend." Old friend. Yo. <laughs> so then from there she makes it all the way to inside Forge's armory and grabs Forge's neutralizer gun with all the while hacking her lungs up coughing. And yeah. nobody sees her or hears her or says anything until she mm-hmm. has her hands on the thing and then he comes from from nowhere right behind her and is like ah ha ha Charles is there too, but only again, only intercedes after she has her hands on the gun. And her, it's an her thinking being, it took projection. away her powers. She's wondering if it can reverse and give her her powers back. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it can't do that. And so she shoots Forge. She shoots Forge. So Forge is now depowered. Yeah. You think if you think if they resurrect him one, do you think okay, do you think 
Do you think his not having a name is a side effect of him having powers? Do you think now that he's deep? <laughs> watch him, watch him be like, no, my name is actually like, Jason. Hey, Jason hey, Ted, by the way. <laughs> okay, when I tell you that as I was reading that page, I, I, I imagined a storyline focusing on Depowered Forge and him saying his name. Like, (laughs) 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 legitimately, I was like, oh, that gives us a a chance to have a Forge book where he tries to figure out what to do and we learn his name because it's an internal monologue (laughs) from Forge where he talks about (laughs) himself. (laughs) I love that this has become a recurring bit on the pod. (laughs) <laughs> so not okay <laughs> and yeah so she shoots Forge she depowers Forge and then Phalanx Marine shows up just in the nick of fucking time bastard and um, yeah but not to you know stop Moira's shit here and she shoots him like immediately and <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. And so now Phalanx Vereen doesn't have a healing factor and the Phalanx is just can no longer keep the Phalanx at bay. Right. So yeah, so he becomes more and more Phalanx and it ends with him saying, we are Phalanx in the square text box that the Phalanx are known for using for. Yep. Mm-hmm. All while <laughs> Moira just passes out on the ground. <laughs> yeah. X-Lives 5. X-Lives 5. Just more like, hey, look, all the different costumes Wolverine has had over the years. Yeah. Xavier and Wolverine, you know, so Wolverine in the present day just got taken over by Omega Red. Xavier and Gene are kind of searching throughout his past to see if they can find his consciousness, return it to his body, kick Omega Red out. As if Omega Red, even in Wolverine, is a danger to two Omega-level psychics. Like, he got the jump on them. He stabbed Chuck once, sure. But come on. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you see, in that in that epi- uh, issue of, of uh, X-Men of with Nightmare, where it's just the Jean Grey <laughs> powerhouse Jean's episode. like, You're my plane. You're my plane. You, yeah. <laughs> you think... <laughs> think a wolverine regardless of who's piloting the body yeah (laughs) is gonna be able to do anything (laughs) yeah yeah that's true but anyway they're exhausted yeah they're exhausted everyone's exhausted it's good to it's good to keep reminding Mm -hmm. the reader that everybody's extremely tired back in the 1900 (laughs) plot captain xavier Again, see Captain Xavier gives teenage Wolverine the uh, watch slash compass that we opened on in issue one, mm-hmm. and it's his it's his moral compass. It always points him in the right way. So that's a rather heavy handed metaphor. And he says well, he just, says to that's how we know that this is canon <laughs> because right. he has that watch one hundred and twenty five years later, right. And he says to Logan, I'm I'm worried about your future, which is Aww. okay, that's pretty cute. That's a that's a that's a funny line to throw into this book in particular. 
So yeah, they get Wolverine back in a big montage and he's like, haha, now I know where Omega Red is because we had the little mind meld. So it's time to go for a hunt. We also get a memo <laughs> again because we didn't have room for for uh, uh <laughs> for all 10 lives. We just Even get a little we just get a little lives. summary. <laughs> it's like okay, so in in the New Mexico territories, somewhere between 1900, where his first one was, in 1912, when New Mexico became a state, he's fighting against the Omega Pinkertons, <laughs> which I'm not going to lie, that's kind of dope. The Pinkertons, the the anti-union army that was called to break strikes and, and kill organizers, go Wolverine. And then World War One, he just happens to be stationed right next to the estate that the Xavier's ancestor owns in France when the Omega Germans are attacking. Mm -hmm. So that's all we need to know about those two of the ten lives. It really just false advertising. Eight eight lives of Wolverine. <laughs> the the V I I I lives. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine, so uh, Arcady is like, send me back, but like a few hundred years in the past. And Mikhail's like, nah, you fucked up. And it's just like, yeah, you bro, fucked up. Even... <laughs> 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 they went after they went after Xavier's great 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 grandfather, and you can't just add one more great just to make sure you beat the birth of Wolverine. <laughs> So I guess the headcanon is like he had the opportunity to do any of this, you know, to go anywhere in time. Mikhail was like, listen, we're reality warping and we've got, you know, Cerebro Sword. So go nuts, go anywhere in history, be anybody, just kill an Xavier uh, ancestor. And Omega Red only picked the places and people where he was able to be just barely narr narratively conveniently stopped and at this and he's like bro give me one more chance and at this point he knows that he's been made and mikhail's like nah dude you just suck like i gave you every opportunity you you tried 10 times you ran into wolverine <laughs> 10 fucking times you didn't you had 10 chances at this you had 10 bites <laughs> at the apple and you didn't you didn't <laughs> And now we're compromised. Get fucked. <laughs> well, like, it's just weird because so I it took me four sit downs to read this book. And yeah. on this, so this spanned a week for me. And as I'm turning this <laughs> these pages, I'm sitting and it's I see this breakdown of like great grandfather of Sharon Xavier, grandmother of Sharon Xavier. I'm sitting there like, why not go back a little bit more? I'm saying, like, go to <laughs> yeah. 1700. He, yeah. like, there's plenty of different opportunities here. And then, yeah. and then I turn the page, and Omega Red is like, send me back 500, send me back a thousand years. And I got yeah. this. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, this, this is just Benjamin Percy noticing a plot hole and being like, well, <laughs> shit. Can't. We can't really we write can't, around we can't that. Make so this we're just going to make lives of Wolverine. We're just going to point this out and then 
and then just be like, see, we couldn't do anything about it. It's like, no. Because Mikhail's like, nah, you're broken produce. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good line, by the way. What a fucking insult. Broken you're produce. Broken produce. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blend between <laughs> broken goods and spoiled produce, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And then Gateway is the one that gets Wolverine back. Yeah. It's always good to see Gateway. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he teleports uh, Wolverine in and they have an absolutely brutal fight mixed in with a cool montage of all of all 10 lives kind of yeah, interspersed yeah. in the fight. That was neat. And we're finally at a point in comic books where you can have an all out bloody Wolverine fight. And like mm-hmm. it's okay because like because like yeah the two of them have fought plenty of times, but like right. it's they never let it go to its natural conclusion because it's, <laughs> that's going to involve too much like violence and gore. Speaking of what what is the natural conclusion of this particular fight? Well, apparently, <laughs> it's Wolverine winning and cutting him in half. But yeah. like, I I feel like. If Omega wanted to just, you know, use his mutant power, he should have won. (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) I mean, even he even goes down to one hand and his free hand, he has a sword that he gets an impalement on Wolverine. He should have gone for the head instead of the neck. But it's fine. You like the the visual mirroring here of mm-hmm. Wolverine slicing, uh, tearing Omega in half reminds me so much of the end of Age of Apocalypse when Magneto yeah. rips Apocalypse in half. That was neat. Yeah, and then yeah, it's just like and that, and that's the end of it. So we get the Cerebro Sword back, which still works yep. because it's made out of unmagnetizable but but rebuildable metal and omega red is in two pieces yeah yep and that's that and then and and sage is like wolverine's like oh i'm so fucking tired and sage is like well you can't rest yet because you've got to kill phalanx marine thank (laughs) you for the cerebro sword though i'll take that yoink yeah yep 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 God, and then Sage is a computer. Like, there are. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, and then, yeah, so the teaser for the, that plot line is done, but Phalanx Wolverine is currently on Krakoa fighting the Snicked family. Um, Right. And OG Wolverine needs to go and deal with this. Yep. And finally, the conclusion, X-Deaths 10 opens with a callback all the way to House of of X, the very beginning of House mm-hmm. of X with Xavier on a park bench uh, and Moira <laughs> in her, you know, little beret or whatever walks just up to saying, him. Fuck <laughs> you, Charles. Death. Yeah, just <laughs> fuck you, Charles. Uh, yeah, so fuck you, Charles. The phalanx wants to spread itself because it's a virus and so it goes to infect the Cerebro backups is what I'm understanding is going on here. Right. Yeah, he wants to implant the phalanx into the Cerebro backups, and so everyone will either be corrupted or deleted. I don't... Yeah. 
Oh, dude, they're making <laughs> the last few episodes. It's become painfully obvious how like accessible the Cerebro <laughs> files are. Yeah, it's, it's really true. Like even even in Secret X Men, DaCosta just went and pulled up their Cerebro files to get their measurements for their costumes. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Without, like, why? How? This shit isn't supposed to be public information. It just doesn't check out. But like, yeah, it's it's there's some serious security. How are there no security cameras on Krakoa? Like there are sensors, <laughs> right? Yeah, but no one has any video. <laughs> Nothing. It is ridiculous. Oh, my God, um, really sorry. In these <laughs> extremely sensitive places, like where your all your backups are, and at the the hatchery, and in the mm-hmm. in Forge's lab, people just fucking yeah. So Sage goes. She has a her her mutant power is that her brain is like a living computer, basically, and so she's like, oh, I'm gonna hack the the Cerebro sword to save the day. Let's separate it. It wants to get to Cerebro. Let's separate this unit from the network. And then I'm going to hack it to work in a certain way, I guess. And, mm. you know, in the middle of a big fight between uh, Phalanx Varine and Wolverine, she basically gets in and stabs it with the hacked sword, shears off all the Phalanxy bits, and the sterile adamantium skeleton gets sucked down into Krakoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. Krakoa? You Krakoa? Yeah. Why are you just yeah. what why are you just that was that was one of my two takeaways was yeah. that Krakoa just has a Wolverine skeleton now. Yeah. Like the but to excuse you? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like surviving this big climactic battle and then the land is just like mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> To your skeleton from the future. <laughs> right? Ah, that's so weird. That's so weird. I yeah, don't just, understand why Krakoa needed to do that. Yeah. And there's a note in the in the intervening place on how all of the X-Men died in the future. I d I don't I didn't really have anything to say about that. You no. Okay. okay. Let's get to the end and then I'll talk yeah. about something else. Mm-hmm. So the 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 skeleton gets eaten and then there's kind of like this epilogue of this is kind of a nice scene of Wolverine hanging out with the Snicked family. Like yeah. they, they don't cross paths. No. Like they are legitimately his actual and cloned children. Yeah. But like <laughs> he spends zero time with them. So it's nice really to see true. them hanging out at the bar. Yeah. And and Wolverine's grumpy. He's like, you know, we we don't we don't celebrate. We just are happy. We serve. What, what do we toast to? And he's like, the death of our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Beast has a little monologue. In, oh, oh, and it says like, you know, there's there's another threat coming. You know, there's always another threat coming. And then yeah, you get a little tease panel of Sabretooth down in yeah. the pit. And then Beast has a monologue where he's basically saying like, you know, we have all these high-minded ideals about what we're doing in, in Krakoa, but really stabbing is what saves the world. We have the best stabber. So often, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of all of our (laughs) storylines. Yeah, he says- It comes down to somebody getting- 
he gets off. I don't love the guy, but he's the best, you know, there is at what he does, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, really? You don't love the guy? After all the time? (laughs) After all this time? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, fuck Beast. Fuck Beast. Dude, I've Fuck like, this beast. I've had a, I, I've had a soft spot for Beast for so beast. long. Me too. He's it's he's such a more unique character to to be compared taking to the rest of the like main roster. Well, no, just like compared to he, he's such a more unique character as this like conflicted but jovial like wants to see the positive side and things like is is ready with a quip or a quotation to mask you know to like and and like witty and and well-read and looking for like deeper wisdom and and understanding and things like that is actually a more unique character than like hard man making difficult choices yeah you know he's 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 prestige tv beast right now he's walter white beast and it's like that's that's I'm sorry, that's just a less interesting character than Hank McCoy from the 90s TV show. Mm-hmm. From the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't like this piece at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't love Wolverine? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was not a well written. Like it's okay, I guess one of the complaints. So something for me that sets books apart from others yeah is how well they incorporate or acknowledge the history of a character yeah. while telling something new mm-hmm. and when you, and it's it's the moments like this yep where you've completely ignored the last 60 years of beast and wolverine yeah just to just to say yeah, I don't like them that much. Like, <laughs> right? like, fuck you, dude. Just ignoring every single storyline they've been a part of. And, and here's the other thing. That's the here's kind the, of stuff. Here's the other thing, though. If Logan was like, "Nah, fuck Beast," I'd be like, we get "Not it. even this Beast." <laughs> yeah, not even this Beast. <laughs> and the Beast that we like. If Wolverine was like, "Nah, fuck that guy," we'd be like, "Yeah, Logan." <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Get him. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um so, so the last two pages yeah of this entire run yeah uh, is the reveal mm-hmm. from the grave of m kinross kinross is moira's uh maiden name birth name got it so of 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 moira's grave yeah and she's she climbs a body climbs out of the grave and it's very much a robot with hair (laughs) and a face moira yeah gone are the days of the lmd am i right (laughs) (laughs) and and she's she's glowing a little phalanxy sort of it's just her eyes though because yeah it's just her eyes yeah you're right is usually Yellow. All through the body, yeah. It's yeah. A, well, it's a Tron yellow, yeah. With the exception of Cable and Sword, it was bright blue, right? When his phalanx arm went crazy, well, his techno organic arm, not specifically right. phalanx. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But this Moira has glowing red eyes and a little bit of blue highlight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a glow or if it's just like artistic, right. you know, decision. And so, yeah. And so she calls this her 11th life. Right. And if you remember from Inferno, when we got the expanded scene of her and Destiny during the, the I think it was her second life with the um, third, where she's researching the cure. And we get when we get the full scene of what Destiny said to her is you'll get 10 or 10 lives, maybe 11, depending on the choices that you make at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and, and there's like inner monologue from Moya of just like, I'm no longer using like my traditional rebirth. Yeah. My, my traditional resurrection timeline thing. So this is my new normal. So she's, she's, she's the biggest, she's the biggest villain now, basically like her, she's, yeah. it's only a matter of time before she hooks up. Why didn't she go to Orcus first? Why didn't she go to Orcus instead of this Arnab chocolate Bob chocolate guy? Yeah. 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 A valid question. So <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't Unle- I think unless there's unless and this is this is where like bad writing becomes frustrating to me is like is there a reason for this is there is is she like redeemable does she have yet another reveal yet another retcon behind the four that we've already gotten uh not before the second hellfire gala okay i know that okay so- well, she's she's a she's the character that I saw in my Spider-Man crossover mm. Hellfire Gala two thing issue. Mm. She shows up at the second half Gala. That's all I know. Like oh, what her main plot is, don't know. But I saw that she turned into a robot, and I was like, "Well, that's odd." <laughs> <laughs> she's a human. No, she's a mutant. No, she's a human. No, she's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's Ray Skywalker or Ghana Palpatine all over again. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. She's but she's I don't a know. Robot. I don't, this is her, I guess this, there are takeaways. I don't I don't know what to make of them. Well, right. No, I don't think there are any concludable <laughs> takeaways other than the fact that Moira's now 100 percent robot. Yeah. She's not she's not human anymore. Right. She's not she sees she still seems to probably hate the X-Men, the mute all mutants, Krakoa. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Um and then I guess which begs the question is like, is that Moira or is that the robot? But whatever. Yeah. It it honestly doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. But um and then my other takeaway was that Krakoa ate uh Wolverine's body. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess the th- a third takeaway is Forge, Forge was depowered. Mutant. Yeah. Holy shit. Can, 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 so, so Moira couldn't be resurrected after she was depowered because she was never put into Cerebro to begin with. Yeah. I think he's fine. I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was checking in on that. Yeah. If he, yeah, if he I dies and is fine. resurrected, then he it's will. It's just that nothing he will know or learn post shot is going to be copied over oh that's a good point 
So whenever he dies, and hopefully he just goes straight to the crucible, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not going to have any. It's just going to be like a Sparks Notes version of what happened. To him. Right. And why? Uh, I may as well call it now. When he gets when he gets revived, he's still only he's still going to have a fucking mechanical leg. Yep. Yep. Totally. So stupid. And, so and hand. It's so annoying. I it's, even though he it's always so wears gloves. Annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. I finally understand cable with with <laughs> with Brand's memo right. about right. His, his telekinesis. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Shan yeah. has no excuse. Shan has none. She has it's not even like excuse. an ongoing, you know, that 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 shit hap- that just sh- that shit just happened. 14 years ago. Not long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was only 14 oh, years man. ago. <laughs> so one thing that I have observed, which I think which I think which I think should have made Moira a bigger deal than this kind of like run-of-the-mill mustache twirling villain that she is now. Yeah. In her 10 lives like if you go with 10 and 11 being kind of connected in her 10 lives primarily the last eight she has influenced so much of history yeah like the those eight futures yeah. are so drastically different right yeah it's mind blowing that's that's so that's the thing like as a single character yes <laughs> Yes. And crazy. Totally crazy. It and doesn't matter she, what the Avengers have done. Doesn't matter what Mephisto does. It doesn't matter no. what the Eternals have done. No. All that matters is that Moira influenced a different player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy. And and that she she's not out there making small changes. She's not she's not approaching <laughs> right. this as a scientist. She's not like testing a theory <laughs> and being like, how far right. can I push this? Let's let's tweak, let's tweak, let's tweak. This is, she's like, this I'm gonna go to in life. a drastically different direction every single time. It's wildly insane. Yeah. It's <laughs> the more you think about it, the more it kind of hurts. But like the impressive levels uh, stretches that Hickman had to do to make this work is yeah. very it, it deserves an applause totally like, and so and so yeah I mean here's the thing like Hickman was writing this story that branched to all sports of you know time and and crazy timey wimey shit and like did did that have plot holes I'm sure you know probably but it was it, we 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 didn't ever question it because we were happy to be along for the ride it never broke our immersion and it never broke right. our fun and our enjoyment mm-hmm. you know where it's interesting because like the way it's presented is all 10 of these lives are 616 yeah because she resets in her same body back in right. time that's right. so quantum weird yeah and like it 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 removes the possibility of someone telling their own story in any of those timelines. Yes, because <laughs> they well, cause and, that's this timeline. <laughs> well, and that ends up being what what was so crazy. Like why everybody once once Emma found out about about Moira, 
and about her powers and everything was like, oh, you have the p- p- power to erase all of reality. Mm-hmm. Like you, you experience this as a resurrection, but for the rest of us, we experience it as a complete negation the of all reality. Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's yeah. More, more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She really did. It's, oh, it's man. hard to imagine how this went any better for her. If, if this was all her ultimate goal, Right. See, this is the thing. She's been through 10 lives, or so we're led to believe, where she was trying to find out how mutants the mutants win. finally win. Mm-hmm. And she's been, you know, through these drastically different paths through history. And now that we're we're basically being told none of that actually matters, maybe it didn't happen, right? Like, we have to question everything we know about Moira from the start because she, we can't rely on her narrative of these events. I don't know. I mean, every time Morris tried, she's lost. So, <laughs> so, oh yeah. So, so it's, maybe it's not even that whether the mutants or the machines win, it's just whether Moira fucking loses. She just needs to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> no, it, no matter what she does, she loses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I guess that's the one jump that I either forget or didn't sit with me is right after her second death when she realized what's going on. That's when she started searching out Charles Xavier to learn about mutants. But like, also just go live different lives and right. fucking like be an adventure. Like, do do the do dude, yeah, do the Jamie Madrox things. Exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> and and just like let that be that. As long as you don't die before you're 13, then you're fine. Then you're cool. Yeah. Just just I don't spend know, your first like, 12 years in, you know, wrapped in in complete isolation. Not that yeah. you even know, because like you've always survived. Like, I guess. Yeah. That's the thing is she's always survived until 13 because she always leads the exact same life. Well, no, she knows before 13. She mm-hmm. she's born mm-hmm. with her knowledge. No, when her she? no, when her mutant power manifests, that's when oh. she gets her knowledge back. Oh. Well, yeah. So right, so she's always doing the same first 12 years so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so once her mutant power kicks in, take your life in a different direction. But don't get involved with the fucking mutants. Just live your life, man. Right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. It's not a big deal. Like on your like thirtieth on your thirtieth life, you could become a writer and just write about your different lives that you've had. Yeah. Fucking bestseller just, right away. Uh, oh, man. Whatever. It's Mo- Moira is wildly, arguably one of the most historically influential characters in 616. Yeah. She's it's the true. only person whose altered actions have drastically changed the entire future of the Earth. That we know of, I suppose. That we, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that we know of. That's crazy to think about. Well, we got there. We got there. <laughs> got there and like it it wasn't it wasn't a absolutely terrible book but it wasn't good i would say it was pretty it terrible. wasn't absolutely terrible it, i think it was just bad um well, yeah it's just like i don't have a high tolerance for 
for for things that feel like they're fucking around with me you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and again this 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 i think i i can i can better i have much more tolerance for something that isn't particularly well executed if the 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 standard isn't so high mm-hmm. you know it's the fact that the rest of Krakoa has been so good and especially yeah. like the the meaningful the stakes bearing stories on Krakoa um I mean as well as most of the side story fucks but like there there's just been you know this was the first big thing that happened on Krakoa like X of Swords was like weird and silly and like Such completely a... unexpected and yeah. and absolutely like I I could hear an argument where they're like, yeah, I didn't like X of Swords, but I don't think it was, I don't think it failed at what it was doing. I think this ends up with just like half of it is like, well, that didn't like matter and was only kind of cool. And then the other half is like, I am, I am no less, like I am less certain of what's going on and what the path forward is, and I'm less interested in 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 the future of this story than I used to be. Not that anything's going to stop me from reading all of it. And I'm sure once we read one more book, I'm going to be, you know, like right back in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like. This is in the category of bad story. All that it existed for the end credit scene. Yeah, I mean, like when you compare like it, Wolverine, when you compare it against what I've been reading, and you know, the twelve and shit. Like the twelve was an F. This is like a this is like a C, C minus, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. when you put it in perspective, like this was fine. But mm-hmm. it's because I have higher expectations that it feels more disappointing. Yeah. So in the back of my book, I have yeah. a variant cover gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only got cool ones. Variant covers for issue one. I didn't. I didn't see any others. <laughs> so, X Lives of Wolverine variant by Russell Dowderman. Mm-hmm. X Lives number five. D-A-U-T-E-R-M-A-N. Okay. It's it's Wolverine in the same pose of just like every costume he's ever had. And the reason why I wanted to point it out is because it has his death costume down or war costume uh, down the bottom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought of you and I just, <laughs> 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 just thought I'd throw that out there. But it nice. has, I recognize all of his costumes except for one. Um, mm-hmm. And it's this one where he has like black eye makeup across his eyes. Oh yeah, shit! What's that from? That is, I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm, yeah, I just I've never seen it's not a big deal. But yeah, it's got like his Team X. It's got his Days of Future Past look. It's got his Age of Apocalypse look. It's got his uh, Weapon X, New X Men, Savage Wolverine. It's or Feral Wolverine. It's got it's it's a it's a cool look. Um, yeah, another cool one artistically is the variant by for X Lives number five, uh, variant by Javi Fernandez and Matthew Wilson. Okay, it's just it's Wolverine in one of his signature poses with a bunch of slashes, and 
has like peaks at other versions of Wolverine. Cool. This looks really cool. There's one that feels like everything everywhere all at once. Um, oh, really? It's X-Dev's number one variant by Ricky Yagawa. Uh-huh. Um, it's an it's anime style variant, but it's Wolverine, Duckin, and Laura at a laundromat. Oh, when okay, I'm looking up a sorry the a costume gallery for Wolverine. Is he wearing a full like? Uh, is he wearing like a blue bodysuit or is he wearing like? It looks like a black bodysuit. Okay, uh, with like a red belt. Yes, and bare arms. That's yes. what he wore in Madripoor while so his public persona was Patch. Oh, okay. and and then his like he, that's what he wore when he was doing his crime fighting he was stuff. Doing the night monkey. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Patch is on that cover too. Cool. Oh, and then there's. Do you remember the Max? Yeah, Sam movie? Keith. Yeah. So Sam Keith did a variant cover of X Dad's number one. And Wolverine I do have that in exactly mind. Like looks exactly like the Max. It's yes. really cool. <laughs> yeah, Sam Sam Keith did a bunch of uh or the that first uh volume of Sandman as well. Mm. Peach Momoko did a really cool um mm-hmm. variant cover. Bachalo did a cool variant cover. And those are all the cool variant covers that I had. There's another like 30 of them, but <laughs> Just thought I'd point those out. Definitely, yeah, cool, like those are those are those are great wallpapers for people's phones or desktops. Definitely. Okay, uh, so next episode, there's a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, next episode, theoretically, I'm going to try us streaming. Oh um, yeah. The recording, which hopefully is doable and easy enough for me to figure out and could be fun. Do I need to uh, be um what's what's the language like? Do I need to try and catch myself from cursing? No. No. No, I'm good. No. Okay. So what we're doing is we're giving a view to the recording. We're not recording to show. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Sure. Like this is it's it's behind the scenes. Oh, okay. Uh, rec- of the recording. It's we're cool. not we're not putting any spectacle to it. Okay. Um, it's just people like when yeah. my community likes when we talk about comics and so totally. we're just giving more, you know, give the people what they want. Exactly. Uh, and then also we're going back to some, a couple of regular <laughs> back to our normal schedule for a little bit, at least for a little bit. Yeah. Not too yeah, long. Probably maybe two episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I have to I have to pull back up my spreadsheet and see what I have next to to read. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, geez. Okay, so I've got Marvel Knights, Make the World Go Away. On the cover, I've got Black Panther, Punisher, Karnak, and Daredevil. Huh. And this this the series is called Marvel Knights 20th, and it's one through six. Then I've got Daredevil and Electra, the Red Fist saga. Because at the end of Zdarsky's Daredevil, Elektra, after they did all the like prison stuff, Elektra's like, let's go deal with the hand because yeah. she uncovered this thing called the fist that's supposed to take out the hand. Sure. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
This is it's also still Zdarsky, so that would be fun. Um, and and then I guess I have Avengers Forever, Volume Two. Okay. Um, another Avengers book written by um, Aaron. Avengers number one is Volume One. Avengers Forever Volume One was the one where Robbie became the all writer. It was all multiversal stuff, and we also got the Doom of Dooms and. Mm-hmm. Doom, the living planet, was their home base. Oh, my God. There's the Man-Thing Doom and all that other kind of stuff. So this is more multiversal Avengers stuff. Okay. Um, Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Nice. Uh, The cover has, the Carol has um, Carol Carol Danvers Mm -hmm. with a bunch of different Captain Marvels in the background flying. Cool. So... Clearly, we're doing more multiversal stuff. <laughs> nice. I have got. Uh, I'm doing the the second sort of story arc of each of those uh, Warren Ellis Counter X. Oh. Books. So Generation X sixty seven through seventy, X Man sixty seven through seventy, and X Force one hundred six to one hundred nine. Sweet. This Avengers Forever book. So. I missed this, so it's I'm a I'm a late read on it. Okay, but it has Avengers Forever Infinity Comics one through four, and I think that has that character that joined the Marauders. Oh, this guy. Oh, Somnus. Yeah, Somnus. Maybe I don't know. I don't know why he's okay. on a variant cover, but yeah, that's interesting. <sighs> that might be on it. Anyway, so those are my three books for next week. By the way, your shirt is incredible. Yeah, um, <laughs> who made that? Where did it come from? Prophet DNA. He's a, a content creator on Twitch. I told I told them the story of of Guac. I've told Twitch the story of Guac, and yeah, they ate it up. Of course, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Um, the clip of me <laughs> telling that story. There. The clip of me telling that story is a bit redeem on one person's channel. Um, <laughs> I, Wow. I have a guac emote now. Um, (laughs) And when Prophet and his wife have an Etsy store where they make custom shirts. And so um, I bought one of their... If anyone follows me on Twitter or follows me on Twitch, I like repping other merches, other streamers' merch. And so when I bought their merch on stream they're like hey let's make silver dreamer an extra another surprise shirt to give him <laughs> and uh and the entire stream was just like yeah use guac do guac do guac and so they came up with this and so they that's sent incredible. this with the other shirt that i bought from and them. it's it's a shirt that's an avocado with a face and legs and it says guac 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 if you want to know the story behind it go on twitch.tv slash silver dreamer check out the guac clip yeah, yeah. Guac wouldn't exist without Steve. So, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve was my, uh, my fault. contact. <laughs> anyway, so oh man, what a weird story! What a weird story. Tw- that was fucking more than twenty years ago. Yeah, it was a long when time the internet ago. was still young. Mm-hmm. And so were and, we. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I was. I would say that was like. Around 99, 2000. Yeah, seems about right. Because Pornhub wasn't created until 2003, 2004. No, no. This was some, this was some, this was, yeah, this was pre. Shit. 
Yeah, this was this was pre easy access yeah. adult <laughs> videos. <laughs> anyway, anyway, go watch yeah. the clip. Well, yeah, I guess I guess else, anything man, else for this week. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with more things to talk about. So clips, you, you're so trying to can have you, a three hour yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Let's just put the outro music. Here and we'll call it something. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm going back to We'll see how, with this much time in the present day, my sensibilities adjust. At least I'm getting a Warren Ellis landing and I can get something somewhat modern. At least your aftertaste currently.